Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for, and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I, of course, cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners, and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions, because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara. Alongside Michael McNamara, Cindy, you, you muted us a bit early. We didn't even hear the intro music this time around, but <laughs> far for the course for us. Uh, I promise, uh, I think we, we were just talking, Cindy, that we're going to be, uh, I, I may be gracing you with my presence sometime in the next few weeks, so we don't have to, we don't have to you know, deal, have you dealing with the Zoom every weekend. But anyway, again, my name is Justin McNamara. Welcome to McNamara on Money. I'm alongside Michael McNamara, virtually uh, me by choice uh, and him by necessity from uh, sunny Florida. How you doing, Mike? Well, it's just grueling being down here, Justin, but I'm surviving. You know, what can I tell you? I should say the newly vaccinated Michael McNamara, too. You, you guys uh, both have your shots. Yeah, that, that second shot was a bummer, but it'd uh, be dying. So what the heck, you know? <laughs> yeah. How is the, how is the, uh, what's, what's the atmosphere down in Florida? Like, is it, is it opening up? I was able to put my own cream in my coffee at my local coffee shop today. That was, that was, I felt like that was a big step. It was a, a step towards normal. My, my guess is however it is in Massachusetts, loosen it up by a multiple of three and that's Florida. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're good down here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we, in Florida, everybody's responsible for their own actions. So we take that seriously as Florida residents, you know, or okay. something like that. <laughs> All right. It's, it's really different than Massachusetts. Live for your no die down there too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so we have a, we think we have a pretty good show here. I'm calling it uh, Planning uh, Through the Ages. So we are going to chat 
uh, about uh, you know financial planning at at various different ages throughout uh, your life, and just go over some of the things that you want to be thinking about. What's the same? What's different uh, at different ages of your life cycle? I, I think I'm going to do uh, we're going to do about 20 year increments, right? So we're going to start off at age 25, and then we're going to jump into age uh, 45, and then 65, and then age 85. And we're going to head through that. Uh, I think, you know, as a, uh, you know, to sort of set our discussion, uh, we're going to use, uh, you know, as, as two proud certified financial planners or CFPs, uh, I'm going to use the CFP curriculum as our baseline. The CFP curriculum uh, has five main uh, different subjects, uh, which, which I'll go over here in a second. And we'll go through each one of those for all of the ages and just talk about some of uh, some of the things that you want to be thinking about at different times in your lives. So if you know, yeah. if, by, the, by the way, Justin, CFP yeah. standing for Certified Financial Planner Practitioners for those not in the know. That's, That's right. I think I said that, right? Didn't I say that? Yeah, I, I, I don't recall. Okay, anyway, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so certified financial planners, uh, you know, all, all of the advisors at McNamara Financial have that, hold that designation. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to use their curriculum. Uh, it's essentially, you know, most of what you need uh, in your financial life. And we'll add a few on there that don't have specific uh, modules in the CFP curriculum. But uh, let me let me jump through those uh, right now quickly. So, that, you know, there's insurance planning, income taxation retirement needs, investments, and estate planning. So we're gonna go through all those ages. Uh, you know, if you're, a four, if you're a 45 year old or a 65 year old, it might help you with, with what's you know, happening now. And, and if not, uh, it may help you with what you're gonna be thinking about at some yeah. point in the future. Um, later on in the show, we're actually gonna try to run some live uh, generic financial plans for each of those age groups, just to show, you know, just to, just to you know, we'll, we'll put some scenarios in there and run some different uh, different scenarios at different savings rates, at different um, you know at, at different risk levels for your investments, at different savings for your for colleges. So we'll we'll kind of run a generic plan for every every one of those age groups, with the exception of probably age eighty five. There's not a ton of uh, long term planning that's done at that age specifically. So, uh, but that's that's my rough plan here is to first run through the ages, talk about. Uh, talk about each one of those subjects that we discussed and then uh, later on in the show we'll actually put some numbers down and, and see if we can do some live yeah. plans so, so yeah roughly if you're up from 25 to 35 uh, and then from 35 to 45 i'm sorry 25 to 45 and then from 45 to 65 okay those are the breakouts right jess yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah i mean gonna, rough numbers yeah. obviously you know everyone's yeah. everyone's situation is going to be different right some people you know what we know for example when we get to the the 45 year olds we're going to we'll talk about college planning but obviously there are folks who are 25 who may already have kids who who want to be talking about uh college yeah, planning okay. so we're, we're going to be right. very these are generic ages and meant to represent sort of the different parts uh, of your life right you know you're you're sort of beginning an early career um and the things you need to worry about then and then you know kind of mid-career and and you know children if you have them uh and then pre-retirement and then actually uh in retire i guess what i was gonna call it pre-death but that sounds a little a little morbid so um whatever call it late so, life so, late life planning yeah. So, so the plan, folks, is that we're going to lightly touch upon the needs of these categories between now and ten, and now and the, the next half an hour. Actually, we have 
19 minutes left now to do this. Mm -hmm. And then each of the three half hours that we have that remain, we want to take one of those segments and get in down into dirty into some details and things. I think you'll find that enjoyable. So Justin, we've got to do some flying here. We got about a six minutes per topic. I'm going to be ruthless as a timer here. So why don't okay. you get started? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. If, if you have a question, we will we'll, we'll happily stop for questions. Uh, if you want to give us a call, we're live in the Merrimack Valley on WCAP today. Uh, number is 978-454-4980. That's 978-454-4980. And if you want to shoot us an email, it's questions at McNamara on money. Dot com. So, uh, all right. So I'm going to go through. So we'll, we'll jump into age 25. Um, and again, we'll, we'll, we'll just run through these quickly. So uh, with insurance planning at, uh, you know, at, at early in your career, I have it basically as, as fairly limited, right? So again, our generic, our generic client here is going to be probably, you know, on average, not married yet. Um, you know, on average, probably, you know, doesn't have kids yet. Again, I, I don't know. I didn't actually look up those, the averages of when people start having kids, but, you know, we're going to use that as, you know, in our planning, this person is early in their career and, you know, probably not married, probably no kids. Yeah. And break, break that into two, Justin, so that it's pretty easy. The ones that are single don't need much insurance and the ones with kids need more than they can probably afford. So, yeah, but that's a good breakout with and without kids. Big yeah. insurance or not to worry. Right. Yeah. And I think when we get to age 45, you know, when we get to the 45 year olds, kind of the mid mid career, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, that's when we'll start to uh, model some, uh, some children into the picture. So, you know, from an insurance point of view, I'd say you, there's not really a lot going on other than, uh, you know, maybe taking a look at your insurance through uh, through your work, right? You know, your, your health insurance, obviously, uh, generally speaking, that's going to come through your employer or you're going to have to go get it on your own. Uh, and then, you know, maybe disability insurance, which is maybe also through your employer. But again, if you're if you're young, single, uh, probably not a whole lot going on from an insurance point of view. I know we meet with a bunch of young folks on a, on a regular basis, uh, and we're generally not suggesting that they go buy, you know, uh, you know, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar whole life policy just just to have it to plan for the future. It's just not something that's yeah. uh, on our radar, and and we don't think necessarily a good use of resources, generally speaking. Yeah, at at that age, honestly, I could make a case for them buying disability insurance at that age because. God forbid somebody comes permanently disabled or yep. just, you know, at, at that age, they're going to be a burden to their parents and family forever. So yeah, if you're young and single, forget the life insurance or have a little bit, uh, but think seriously about the disability as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And hopefully, again, hopefully you get that through your employer, but not again, obviously not all employers offer it, unfortunately. Um, all right, let's go through. All right, next up, income taxation. Again, for, the, for 25 year olds, I think most of these will be relatively quick discussions. Um, for as far as income taxation goes, there's really not a whole lot going on here, other than, you know, in combination with our next topic, which is retirement needs. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, Roth IRA versus traditional IRA is really the only one that comes up for me is as far as you know, a real concern with what you're doing with your income taxes, right? You know, hopefully, as a young person, you are saving for retirement. And the decision that you would make is, you know, what's my breakdown? How much do I put in my, my Roth 401k if I have one or my, my Roth traditional IRA? And, uh, you know, how much do or, or and or do I save uh, tax deductible uh, and put it in a traditional IRA or traditional 401k. So that's the discussion that you want to have. I think, you know, we talk about this fairly frequently. I think it mostly just depends on where you sit from an 
income point of view and also and also preference right i think you know our our average recommendation i think on this is to have younger folks uh, default more to roth uh, just you know, for for a couple of reasons. One, there's extra flexibility with Roth IRAs. You can actually access money pre 59 and a half without penalty, just your capital, uh, and also the fact that um, you know you, you tend to be in a lower tax rate, right? I looked up the average incomes. Uh, for, I, I had the 2019 averages for income for uh, for folks in the United States, and you know the the, the 75th percentile. For someone who is 25 years old, was $50,000 a year, right? So you know, even someone who's in the you know the top quarter of the income spectrum at that point is still in a low tax bracket, right? That's you know the $50,000 tax bracket. If you're if you're filing single, you're still going to be in in the 12% bracket um, because that. Um, the 22% bracket starts at about $40,000 in taxable income. So after your standard deduction, you'll be in a relatively low bracket, which I think for the most part leads to a recommendation for Roth IRA. You, you good with that? Yeah, and listen, I'm gonna hurry you along here if you my, wanna get finished. Am I going too slow? Hour. Well, well <laughs> okay. Hey, okay, so by the way. Well, I think, I think a lot of these will be similar discussions. You know, yeah, the, okay. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think the first one uh, will be quicker. We'll we'll take a little bit longer, but then as we get to forty five, not you know not a whole lot right. changes. Uh, but, all uh, right, just ch just checking, Justin. Well, anyway, right. so invest. Okay, so in, in retirement needs, save ten percent, folks, and maybe fifteen if you can do it. Don't do it, think it. That's it. Okay, yep. investment needs. Buckle up. Put everything in a hundred percent stock mutual fund portfolios and those aggressive pies and at work. Can close your eyes, folks. To do, yep. you know, please don't even think about owning bonds until you're at least forty five. If as far as I'm concerned, Justin might have a different answer. He's more conservative than I am. I do. Uh, and then quickly on the estate planning side, I know you do. I'm, that's why I'm talking fast. So you can't interrupt. <laughs> okay. Uh, on the on the estate planning side, anybody who's uh, 25 years old is 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 uh, invulnerable and doesn't think about death. We we've been there, but you certainly do need some kind of will. Uh, or power of attorney or legal documents so, so that somebody could take care of you. If you're a single person and you become disabled or in not able to handle your own affairs, you need some legal protection against that. And that's called, uh, well, there's called several things, but one of them is called the power of attorney. But unfortunately, most young people don't think much about uh, legal documents. And I get that, but they should. Okay, your turn. Yeah, yeah I would say that it's not something, it, it's something that we suggest, although don't, you know, we generally don't push on until until kids show up and you have, you know, real, yeah. it's, it's, you're mostly just worried about yourself. And so if you're, if you make that choice um, to not, you know, to, to sort of not put your options in writing. Oh man, look at that! My my office phone is ringing. Hang on a second. Oh, wow. I don't know who that is. Um. Anyway, so yeah, again, we don't really push on it. Generally speaking, until you have kids. Um. But uh, we we do. It, it's probably a, it's a best practice to put that all down in writing. You know, what what do you you know? Do you want to be uh? Do you want to be on a vegetable? You want to be a vegetable on a ventilator, or or do you want them to pull the plug? That's something that you know. If you have an opinion on that, uh, you probably ought to write it down and, and make sure somebody yeah knows. when you're young and single you don't want to be a burden on somebody else if bad things happen to you you need to protect yourself that's primarily primarily your big uh estate need as far as we're concerned okay okay yeah all right uh all right other stuff you want to be thinking about you know, a, a lot of folks these days especially are talking about you know a, a a big topic is college loans and how best to repay them right so you're you know you're 
obviously at 25, if you if you've been through college and you and you come out with loans, uh, you need to spend you know a, a decent amount of time just making sure you have that strategy in place. And what you know again with with all of these topics, we are going to circle back later in the show and you know illustrate what the impacts are of college loans, right? So, you know, we'll, we'll go through and we'll run a baseline plan for someone who's 25 or a couple who's 25. And then we'll, then we'll circle back and say, all right, well, well, they're saving for retirement now, but what happens if they have college loans? You know, does yeah, I'll give you a hint folks. If you have college ho- loans, it's just harder, a whole lot yeah. harder. Okay. That's it. Let me, let me <laughs> let end the, the show the now. Cat yeah. Out of the, yeah. Right. That's yeah. it. Okay. By the way, the less college loans, the better. Hello. All right. Moving right along. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, saving for a home purchase uh again if if you are if you're young and a home purchase is in your future uh you know we're obviously uh, we do suggest that you try to put money aside for that uh it's always easier right you can get you can get homes now with very low down payments uh but generally speaking the more you have to put down the better and you know if you can get to that 20 percent uh of your of your home's value you can avoid you can avoid pmi private mortgage insurance so uh, always something you want to be thinking about at that time all right is that quick enough well, we got 10 minutes to do the rest, but go ahead. Go for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Joe, uh, uh, at age 45, I have Joe and Jane 45 here. Um, so the insurance planning, the insurance end of it, I think, you know, a bit more complicated now. Uh, again, in our example, we're, we're going to throw a couple of kids in here for our for our 45 year old couple. Um, obviously, you want to be thinking about life insurance, uh, you know, to replace your income should one of you die, right? If you're, if you're, especially if you're both working, uh, you want to have, um, you want to have life insurance in place because, you know, the, the subtraction of an income is going to, it will have a significant impact uh, on your, uh, on your lifestyle. Uh, same thing with disability insurance for income replacement. I think that's mostly it, you know, in, generally speaking at this point, you know, we're, we're more recommending term insurance just as a, let's, let's get you covered until, you know, until you get your kids through, you know, through high school and college, Uh, maybe some permanent insurance if you're, if you're really planning ahead and on the higher income side of the spectrum. But, you know, for the most part, again, the generic recommendation is term insurance um, for folks who, who don't have extra money to spend because money tends to get tight when you start to add kids and, and college savings and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and don't forget about disability insurance, yep. folks. It's your biggest risk, quote, quote unquote. And one last thing, insurance is for dying. It's not for investing. We can get back to that in a little while, but uh, there'll be some insurance folks have a problem with us in terms of using insurance for investments. But we yep. got our opinions, folks. It's it's pretty simple. You, you don't use insurance as a retirement plan. You use insurance to protect your life and your family. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, we, we, we're, generally okay with insurance um if it's you if it's for the right purposes we're we're i would say we are mostly against insurance as a retirement savings vehicle certainly has its income replacement uses and also you know when you talk about estate planning and passing money to the next generation um there's you know there, there are certainly cases for permanent insurance as part of as part of that type of a plan as well but uh all right let's jump in there income taxation you know it's it's a similar discussion obviously from when you're 25 won't spend a whole heck of a lot of time on it um, generally speaking as you get higher in your career you uh, you know, as you get further along in your career, you make more money, you may be in a higher tax rate. Uh, and in that case, it may make, you know, it may make less sense to continue contributing to a Roth IRA if that's what you've been doing, right? I mean, if you if you get out of school and, uh, you know, you're, you're making $50,000 a year, the Roth IRA looks, you know, 
uh, looks pretty good. But if all of a sudden you're, you know, making 150 or a couple hundred grand a year, uh, you're, you're start to jump tax brackets and the Roth looks less and less appealing, at least from a, from a future point of view. So that's something that you want to probably always be looking at. And, uh, you know, you can, obviously you can even change it year to year if you like, uh, but more often than not, that calculation starts to starts to at least change as you get older and again generically speaking make more money you good with that jump yep uh all right retirement income retirement needs um yep for, for this one hopefully again if you're if as you get older and you start to make more money uh hopefully you have more money to save toward retirement. I, I think as a, as a very young person, it's, it tends to be very generic. And even at 45, how much you're actually saving for retirement, uh, it's, it tends to be not particularly specific to a goal, right? So, I mean, we, you know, we'll, we'll certainly do plans for folks uh, and, and set up retirement planning, you know, and set up goals for retirement, but they're, they're not nearly as specific as for someone who's in the, you know, the 55, 60, 65 range, right? So um, you, you want to be saving and you want to be, you know, putting away as much as you can, but it's, generally speaking, we're not running a plan and saying, okay, you need to save exactly $65,000 a year. Um, you, you're still young at that point and still a lot can change. So we're- Yeah, but uh, you, you want to be thinking about it, folks, and uh, doing as much as you can, even if you have a don't have yeah. an idea exactly what retirement looks like. It, it yeah. should be in your consciousness, I guess, would be the oh. best way to say that. All right, I'll jump into investments. Oh, what do we got? We have, we're out here at, at 1028. Oh, no, no, at 1030. And 25. Uh, okay. Okay, so all right, so you know investments. You know, as you get older, you start to you start to think about. You know, you have you may have some goals that have different different timeframes on it, right? You know, at, at forty five, you're not particularly close to retirement to where the you know to where someone like us may may suggest that you downshift your risk level just based on based on the fact that you're closer to retirement, right? You know, still, if, if you take a generic retirement of age 65 uh, and you're at age 45, an advisor probably isn't going to say, hey, we want to we want to crank down the risk level because you're, you're too close, right? 20 years is still an awfully long time, but you do start to see other goals at that point, right? I mean, if you're now saving for college, if you if you're 45 and you have kids, uh, you know, maybe your kids are five or 10 years old. And at that point, you want to you know, actually visit, all right, well, what's, what's my investment strategy for not just retirement, but for my other goals as well. Uh, and so that, uh, that yeah, starts. It, it doesn't necessarily relate to your age. It relates to your circumstances, you know, right. how much you're saving, where you got to be in, in your retirement. So it's just, not just an age thing, folks. Yep. All right. Uh, oh man, we still got. Let's see if we can. Hey, I told you, you were going too slowly. What can I tell you? Okay. <laughs> I'm always running. I'm always worried we'll run out of material. Uh, <laughs> and you're the one that talks the longest. I know. Okay. I, do. I, I drone on and on. All right. Estate planning. It's okay. Uh, it's yeah, okay. Again, this is this is the you know at this at this age we're really uh, you know pretty adamant that you, you you know especially if you're married you have kids you really do want to get that that first estate plan in place right you know who takes care of the kids if you die that's the you know that's the biggest and most important one. Yeah. Uh, Who's the guardian? That's the subject of many family arguments. No question about it, right? That's Jeff? right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so make sure you're make sure you do worry about that again because it's you know it's not just you that you're worried about at this age. It's your kids, and uh, you want them. You if if God forbid anything happens, you want them in the best situation possible. So, um, all right. Uh, I have a few other you know college savings. You know, obviously at this point, if you have kids, 
you're thinking about college as you know if it's an option and if it's something that you would like for your kids you're going to have to start pricing it out early i i was uh do, do you happen to know the i was meeting with a client yesterday and uh one of their kids got into tufts do you happen to know the sticker on your alma mater my uh, no by the way it, it was all in let me see when i was there from 1966 to 1970 it was about three to four thousand five thousand a year total everything all in. oh it's more now it's definitely more now Eighty thousand. Oh, I don't know if that was the exact. Whoa. They were. They were. May have been just Whoa. rounding. I don't know if it was up or down. But Whoa. yeah, I, they were. Uh, yes, they, they had a kid who was able to get into grade school Tufts, uh, but uh, the sticker on it was eighty eighty thousand a year. So. Well, I hope the kid's going to be a rocket scientist or a neurosurgeon, okay, uh, or a chemical engineer, engineer. Well, engineering is a good, you know, it's it's all right. It's probably a growth industry here, but um, if he again. wants to be a teacher, he's in the wrong place. Nothing personal. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, saving for college. You know, maybe second homes, retirement homes, um, uh, or other you know potential considerations, depending on your income level, obviously. All right. I'll jump into age uh, sixty-five. We'll go through. We'll, you got we'll, two minutes. Yeah. Uh, insurance planning, you know, this is the, you know, so long-term care insurance at age 65 is something that, you know, again, around this age, right? You know, maybe 55, maybe 60, maybe 65, but uh, long-term care planning for nursing home uh, and assisted living and, and in-home care. Um, life insurance, again, more for income replacement of, of maybe pensions or social security. Uh, you know, if you, if you do have an early death of a spouse, you want to, you know, that, that's, you know, if you're if you're pulling in 25 grand a year in Social Security benefits between the two of you uh, or, or each and one of you passes away, you're going to lose one of those Social Security benefits, which can be a big deal if it happens at age, you know, between age 65 and 70. That's a lot of years to lose that income. Uh, income taxation, we start talking about, uh, you know, retirement distribution strategies, right? I mean, at this point, you, you're, you're thinking about, all right, well, hey, I'm, you know, I'm 65, I'm about to retire, where am I getting my money from? You know, I may have, I may have yeah. multiple pots of money, J I have my- Justin, we're gonna, Justin, we're gonna have to take a break. And we are back. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. Uh, we're talking planning uh, through the ages today. Uh, if, you, if you have a question on uh, this or any other topic, please don't hesitate to give us a call. Uh, telephone number is 978-454-4980. Again, that's 978-454-4980. Uh, again, we're live in the Merrimack Valley today. Uh, all right, so I didn't quite make it through our first segment uh, here, so I will jump right back in, uh, and we'll try to get this out of the way before we jump into some planning. Again, so we're going we're to go through uh, we're going to go through the some of the things you should be thinking about from a planning perspective at uh, at four different ages. Again, age age 25, 45, 65, and 85, uh, and then we'll transition here in a few minutes to actually running some live retirement plans and uh, going through some actual numbers and, and uh, running some different types of scenarios just to illustrate the impacts uh, of the decisions that you make at those uh, at those various ages. So, uh, all right, where was I here? So I was at uh, our age 65 and, uh, you know, uh, I think we were on retirement needs here. So we yeah. talked about insurance uh, at that age, uh, long-term care, that's when you start to, you know, that again, around that age is where you start to maybe think about some long-term care and preparing for, for care later in life. Uh, and then, you know, maybe some life insurance potentially for replacing some, you know, pension, social security income and, or for uh, estate planning for passing money to the next generation to deal with estate taxes, uh, et cetera, where they, 
where they may, uh, you know, in situations where you where that may be an issue for you. Uh, income taxation, you know, we talked about you know, retirement distribution strategy, where what's the most tax effective place to take money during your retirement and during really the different phases of your retirement. Um, you know, retirement needs. This is, I, I think, you know, age 65 is when you really start to do very, very detailed planning, or at least for the for the most part, that's when we start to uh, kind of insist on, hey, you, you know, we really need to sit down and, and look at all of your expenses and make sure we have everything in and talk about everything that's going to change, you know, what's going to happen with your with your health insurance, what's going to happen with, uh, with your with your travel, what are your plans for retirement, what's going to happen, you know, now that's then that's not happening now and how do we price that out so i think from a retirement point of view it's it's you know kind of real you know getting down to the real nitty-gritty details and talking about things like social security strategy and uh and and the future you go with that i'm i'm real good with that and by the way hopefully you're paying attention to it in pretty good detail a lot earlier than age 65 folks. <laughs> the longer you wait the harder it gets if you're gonna miss Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think, yes, again, I, I don't mean to suggest that you shouldn't be doing planning along the way, but uh, we just tend to do, you know, very, very age 65 is that, you know, you, you want to do the, I, I think your your most comprehensive plan probably right before you call it quits, because yep. that's the one that yep. you can't screw up, right? That's uh, right. You know, we'll, we'll go through and we'll, we'll run our Monte Carlo, you know, scenario analysis and, and uh, give folks odds of success. Uh, you know, when, when you're 55 or 45, if your odds aren't all that great, that, uh, you know, it may not be the end of the world because you have time to recover. But uh, once you pull the plug, uh, it's, uh, it's hard to make adjustments, uh, you know, from there. So, uh, all right. Uh, estate planning, you know, hopefully you have an estate, you know, by, by this point, you're, you know, we generally will see an estate plan review. I think that's probably the best way to put it, right? So, you know, for, for, for most folks, because it's all on their mind, um, you know, you're hopefully you had a you had a will, maybe a trust in place that you set up for the kids. Uh, at this point, it's it's mostly reviewing things, right? You, you know, you maybe you have an idea what your you know of you know your kids' personalities, and you want to say, all right, well, this person should get this, this person should get that. Maybe one of your kids is uh, is not terribly responsible with money, and so you want to you know sit down and make sure that that's addressed in that type of estate plan or, you know, I, I want them to have, I want my, you know, my son or daughter to have access to some money, um, but, but income only, I don't want them to be able to spend it. And I need to, I need someone in there approving all distributions, right? So those are the kind of discussions that you have from an estate planning point of view uh, around this age. And also, you know, passing money on to the next generation, obviously at, at 65, you're, uh, you know, you're closer to the end than to the beginning. So you want to, you know, start to worry about who gets the money and, you know, how, how, what's the most efficient way to pass this on to the next generation. Good with that. Good. You're on a roll, Justin. You're on a roll. You just, you just wait until we get to the, get to the fun part. Um, yep. uh, yeah. Okay. So I'll just jump into, all right. Age 85, uh, really not a whole lot of in the way of insurance planning, right? You're not, you're not buying any insurance. Hopefully that's all taken care of by age 85 uh, income taxation, you know, for the most part, you know, there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of discussion other than having discussions maybe about how to get money to the next generation, right? I mean, if you have IRAs or Roth IRAs, you know, where where do I take my money out? Is it better for me to pay taxes now uh, from my IRA because I'm in a lower tax rate and my kids are all doing very well, and if if they inherit IRA accounts, they're gonna you know they'll they'll have to pay more in taxes 
than I would. Yeah, this this is a pretty tricky subject. You really need some help with this, folks, in terms of where you get money, when, and how, and things like that. This is very, very complicated. Yep. Uh, retirement needs. You know, these are sort of fairly limited at age 85, everything, you know, pretty much everything is already played out. There's, you know, you're not, you know, generally speaking, not working. And, and, uh, you know, if you're not okay by this point, it's, you know, it sort of is what it is. Uh, in, you know, investments, again. You got an extra, Justin, you got an extra bedroom in your house? Mom and I get a little older or what? Uh, what are you thinking? I think, I, I think you, well, I, I'll give you Alyssa's number, you know? <laughs> All right. So much for your She's much closer. Okay. She's much for yeah. She's like, you know you don't want, you don't want to move all the way up here. Come on. Now. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Again, investments at age eighty five. Again, there's not a whole heck of a lot, right? Generally speaking, you are you are either on the conservative side because you because you can be and want to be from a from a risk profile point of view. Uh, you know, you're not you're not especially worried about infl inflation versus uh, you know say someone who's sixty or sixty five years old. You got a comment on that? Sure. Or you did so well owning mostly <laughs> stocks all your life, you don't care, and you're going to not change a thing. Depends That's right. On, yeah. Again, depends yeah, on where it, you come from. Yeah. It, it, I was going to say, yeah. My next comment. It was going. It's more preferential, probably at that point, right? You know, if you're going to own stocks and if you're going to try to, you know, try to continue growing your money, generally speaking, it's because you know you, you want to, you know, sort of move it on to the next generation, right? If you're, you know, you the the longer you're time horizon is uh the more money your kids will uh, our kids are going to get if you invested in stocks right if you're 85 and you can afford to have all your money in the bank that's to you know, totally fine and up to you but if you really don't need it you know maybe you maybe you just be aggressive so your kids can have more uh, or at least potentially more if they um uh if if the markets do well uh, or maybe you've just been comfortably comfortable being aggressive for all your life, and why change it sure. if you've got enough money too? Yep. Yeah. It, it, it's a situational thing, folks. Your your risk in your portfolio very situational, and uh, yep, that's just how it is. Okay. Uh, all right. Estate planning. You know, th this is again. I think we probably folks who are, are around this age are spending the most time talking about estate planning. You know, you you may be you know you want to make sure that everything that you are leaving to your heirs is distributed the way you want it. Maybe we're talking about gifting strategies here, right? If you, if you have plenty of money, how do you pass some of that along while you're living uh, and maybe have your kids enjoy it uh, and, and have, you, have you be able to see them enjoy it? Uh, I think that's probably it on that. I won't spend a ton of time there. And then other, you know, maybe Medicaid planning. Again, you know, this is, if you're talking about nursing homes and assisted livings, uh, you uh, it's too late to buy insurance at this point. So now you're talking about, you know, potential legal strategies uh, of, you know, sort of gifting and giving money away. All right. I ran through that ending. You, we, we, uh, you have well, any we'll just have to get, yeah, we'll just have to give those 25 year olds the short change on the, uh, on the <laughs> next 20 minutes, Justin, it's all there is to it. You're confident that we, can, that we can spend, uh, <laughs> all this time well by the way it's either that or just take go real slow and we can do a, a double show here on this <laughs> yeah. situation we kind of see how it goes yep okay uh all right I'll, so we're going to jump into some actual kind of live scenarios obviously you won't 
you know, you, the listeners won't be able to see this, but I, you know, we have our, we have our financial planning software up on the screen and we're going to go through some generic scenarios at those ages. Uh, we'll start off uh, at age uh, 25. And again, I'll stop now. If you have any questions about, uh, about this or anything else that we're talking about today, give us a ring uh, 978-454-4980. We're live in the Merrimack Valley. Um, if you want to shoot us an email, it's questions at mcnamaraonmoney.com. And at this point, I will stop, you know, if anyone would like to do a live plan, I, we, we do live plans every so often. And we think it's, you know, it, people generally find it helpful. Uh, and it also tends to be fairly good radio for us. So if anyone is interested, you can shoot us an email. Uh, if you want to kind of be a live guinea pig for us, uh, shoot us an email at questions at McNamaraonmoney.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, it'll be, a, it'll be a no cost financial plan for you. We can, we can make it anonymous and, and uh, you know, you, we won't use your real name. And uh, well, we can even change some of the information if, you, if it makes you feel more comfortable. But that's, that is on the table, folks. Yeah, folks. Uh let me just add to Justin's. Uh, we, we'd love to do reality radio, which is to have some real live <laughs> folks do a real live plan. Justin has put some information about folks at different ages into our planning software so we can make some points about some of the things we've talked about quickly thus far. Now we're going to get down into the weeds, as they say. Uh, but the bottom line is that uh, anyone listening to us, don't much care how old you are, you probably should have some kind of an idea about the future and a financial plan. Uh, and it, it would be wonderful from our point of view, if you'd like to join us on a Zoom meeting on a Saturday morning, uh, a couple of weeks from now, maybe, and uh, play This is the Rest of Your Life Financially Speaking with a couple of certified financial planners. Uh, again, we can do it confidentially. We can change some of your numbers. You can change your voice. We don't have to use your real name. If you, we, we can work around the confidentiality issue. Uh, and by the way, Justin, I'm going to spend $125 of McNamara financial money here. Uh, Cindy, I've got some noise in the background here but anyway well, folks, we, uh, we have a we have a caller oh oh great so let's do it then all right hey jeff good, good morning are you How there are jeff you, gentlemen how's everything this morning we're doing very well thank you good, what can we do for you good. well i appreciate your program immensely and it's quite helpful i have to say and hopefully this excuse me <clears throat> may be a simple question i am i'll be 65 in a couple of weeks and i'm still working and I've got a Social Security slash Medicaid Medicare question, if that's doable. I hope I'm not going off subject here. No, that's totally uh, fine. My, my question is, I'm still working, and I've spoken with the folks at Social Security, and I spoke about Medicare and Medicaid. I'm a federal employee, and I've been with the feds for 35 years. And I'm going to keep my health insurance as I move forward and when I do retire. And I'm very, very curious, and I can't seem to get a solid answer about whether or not I need Medicare, Part B. And I'm, I'm just not understanding it, and, and it's very confusing. I guess I'm just not that smart, but it's, it's got me kind of miffed. I thought maybe a gentleman might have some thoughts. And also they're telling me that, I don't have to sign up until I do retire, both Medicaid and Medicare, and that there is a penalty if I sign up after eight months from my retirement date. Am I correct in this, this knowledge that they've given me? By the way, Jeff, let me jump in real quickly. You're not applying for Medicaid. You can lose that term. We're just talking about Medicare. Okay. okay. Medicaid, 
Medicaid means you're impoverished and you're in trouble. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Medicare, okay? okay. Uh, okay. You, you do have to file for Medicare, even if you're not going to take it. And if you don't file for it and not take it, you could pay a penalty if you get back in later. So you have to let them know what you're up to is the short story. But the question I would have, Jeff, is don't you have some human resources people in your, in your department that counsel you on that stuff? I mean, corporations do so I'm kind of blown away that you haven't got some internal help for that well I've got some a person that they call a retirement specialist yeah and they're not as well versed as I would hope they would be and I've spoken with my Blue Cross Blue Shield people and I've spoken with the the Medicare people and I'm not getting anything clear cut. My specialist at work is telling me that you have insurance. Why would you want to take Medicare? You don't need insurance. Blue Cross Blue Shield is telling me once I retire, if I take Medicare, they become my, they pay 80% of my health care, and Blue Cross Blue Shield is then paying 20%. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm all over the place with this. I'm not understanding it. The federal yeah. government can, can, is tough not to crack. Yeah, conceptually, and Justin's going to jump here in a minute, but but for for people, for most people uh, who have some insurance, okay, the way the insurance works to Medicare is Medicare covers big stuff, but you have to buy what's called a supplemental policy to carry the rest of the stuff or to pay for the rest of the stuff. So, so when it comes to insurance for many people who are retired, they have two different names they're dealing with. There's the Medicare piece that covers hospitalization and big bills. And then there's a supplemental piece that will be the Blue Cross, I think that you're mentioning that covers everything else. So you, so you got two names in there. Okay. Uh, and, and the question is, how does it work for government employees? And then the question is, who's paying for what? sort of a thing okay so that that's at least the landscape i mean to give you an idea uh my i'm past retirement age but still working we're on medicare but my and and we're, and we're paying that but my wife is a teacher and and the the commonwealth of massachusetts is paying for the supplemental policy through that i have no clue how it works for the federal government justin have you talked to anybody about this you know anything about it unfortunately no i i we we can jeff we can reach out to some folks who may be uh who may be able to help you but this is a this is a fairly detailed question and i haven't worked with anyone specifically yeah, that's yeah again jeff th that that retirement specialist you need to go above his or her head and say i'm not happy S seriously this is serious stuff there are be some people within the government who are absolutely positively experts on that subject and you need to go find somebody to tell you that that's that's unacceptable and I, any I advice totally you get from them you need to get it in writing okay this because most, this is a big decision it's huge i mean this is seemingly yeah. you know i've had the kids i bought the houses i did all of that now this is yeah. the most difficult thing i'm facing and yeah. you know the, the person that's at medicare she said well you don't have to sign up until you retire and then you have eight months until you penalize i don't even know that that's for sure i mean that's what they tell me but you know you're right in i mean what happens with the government is you have this opm office of personnel management and you get yeah. varied answers from them depending who you speak with it's it's very convoluted and i just don't want to it's a mistake i don't want to make yeah you know? jeff a couple and, things 
yeah if, if you want to uh, if you're not uncomfortable leaving your contact number an email we can catch up with you privately and try to run, run, run we should know the answer to some of these questions too just because we have some federal employees we should just yeah, double check on that a lot yeah, of i mean I'm, I'm just not understanding i talk to people that have retired some of them retired under civil service so they've got different answers than people who are, like myself i'm just a social security employee not civil service i'd be glad to leave you my number because I, 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 you know, it's, it's. It, I, I, I put my papers in to go May 31st, and I'm holding off now because I don't know what I'm doing at 65 years old. It's crazy. Did Jeff, what, what was the date that you were going to retire? I put my papers uh, about a month and a half ago. I made a decision. I thought that I would leave on May 31st. But okay. I've, since then, I'm, I'm waffling. I, I'm not so. I don't hate my work, and I don't mind what i do and getting up i'm still able to so you know i'm 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 kind of thinking i may stay in the game here but you know i don't want to stay forever i want to someday go to florida with you and enjoy the sunshine <laughs> a little bit. you know i don't want to do this i'm getting tired and i just i'm, I'm just very confused and I'm trying to nail everything down. I think I've made my plans pretty well and my children and everything, but this is big, and I don't know. Yeah. Hey, hey Jeff, so number one, we'll help you privately on that because you were nice enough to call and pose a question we don't know the answer to. Number two, would you like a second opinion on your retirement plans? <laughs> well, I can be honest with you. I could certainly run a few things past you, I suppose. I mean, I think, you know, I'm certainly not going to, uh, I won't be going to Mar-a-Lago anytime soon, but <laughs> well, I think well, I can okay, pay uh, my bills and, and get, get through it, you know, hopefully unscathed. I may have to unload a property, which will be fine. I don't think yeah. I'll miss Lowell very much, so... Um, but yeah, that, that would be great. I, I'm not opposed yeah, to Je that Jeff, did all. you hear our little offer earlier? I'm not sure if you heard about, we're, we're looking, well, we can talk, we can talk with you afterwards, yeah, we but we're looking for two or three people over the next two or three shows we do where we can sit down and either create a financial retirement plan for them in great detail and take a radio show for that or confirm and hopefully tell them that whatever planning they made is just great uh, or maybe catch up with something that might trip you up before you pull a plug sort of a thing. So if you'd like to think about that, we, we'd love to, you know, try to give you a, a full fledged financial plan with a, some serious horsepower behind it in terms of things like that. So if you'd like to think about that, we'd be, uh, well, we'd be up for that ourselves. Yeah, I would certainly, I appreciate that offer because as you can probably tell from speaking with me, I'm not real sure what's happening here. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it would not hurt anything to do something like that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, it, and I if you don't mind, movement. yeah, if you don't mind, you can either leave your number or you can just email us. What, what, what email do you want to use, Justin? Just the questions at McNamaraOnline.com, yeah. or, or if Cindy, or if you want to just give Cindy your telephone number after she after she pulls yeah. you down off the air, that's probably the yeah. easiest way. Then we can yeah, give you, I, you know, we well, can give you a ring. I can give Cindy uh, my email because you'll probably want to laugh a bit here. I'm very antiquated, and my email would be a dot gov. So I just right. assume to give you my phone number right now. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. And listen. So, so number one, we'll at very least try to get you an answer to your question, whether or not we see you on the radio. And number two, stay tuned for the rest of the show. We're going to go do some practice financial planning. You might find it interesting. Okay? Absolutely. And I'm thinking maybe it would be great someday if you could find someone who does work.
work with federal employees to have a program because it would be helpful. There's a lot of us out there, and I know a lot of people don't pay much attention. I try to, so, but I'll definitely give Cindy my number, and I appreciate all your help. All right, well, listen. Thank Wonderful. you so much. For, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate that. All righty. I'll speak with you soon. I hope. All right. All righty. Take care, Jeff. Bye bye. All right. Give out that number again, Justin. That was fun. Yeah, that was. Uh, again, 978-454-4980 is the number. We're live today on WCAP. Again, 978-454-4980. Yeah, and, and again, that's a that was a very uh, very specialized question that uh, that Jeff asked. So we will we're gonna have to do some research on that one. And, and uh, Justin, I'm sure find an we expert. have a do- we have a dozen federal employees uh, <laughs> as as clients. We're gonna have to double check with that. Uh, I I can think of two actually so uh, we'll, we'll figure it out for him okay, okay so geez the good news is we're way behind schedule justin uh, <laughs> or, or, or or the bad news is that we're behind but the good news is we're there for a good reason so that's a good thing you know all right let's let's uh let's reset then yes i guess yeah we have about six minutes here before we got to jump to another break all right so uh, so folks what, what justin's gonna do is we're gonna do some exercises uh, playing around with those 25 year olds from a financial future point of view. And uh, we're going to kind of look at different variables in terms of how it affects their lives and savings. And we're doing that from a pretty sophisticated software that we use that Justin has already inputted much of the information. So, so just, to, so we're not making these numbers up. We have some pretty serious uh, software that makes some pretty darn good guesses about things. And, we made uh, up, we made up the inputs, but yeah, not, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, but it'll give people a some things to think about. And maybe there are some other folks out there who'd like to join us on a zoom call for a couple hours yeah. and play play this with the rest of your financial life. Uh, and hopefully the news is good. So all right. So I'm let me gonna be quiet, my son, go for it. Yeah, let me set up. Let me set up uh, the scenario here. So you know, for every you know, we'll start off with our with our 25 year olds, we're gonna we will use a couple. Uh, we'll, I'm gonna use uh, Joe and Jane 25 here. Uh, for for all of our scenarios that we're going to run, uh, we were, you know, we're going to use some generic numbers, right? So we'll, we'll, we need to pick a retirement date anytime you're running a retirement plan. We, you know, we need a date. So uh, we'll, you know, six to five, 65 is, is the default that happens to be in our software. Uh, so we'll start with that one. And we can obviously make some changes to that later on. A life expectancy, we're going to have our, our couple, uh, they're both going to live to age 90. Uh, and again, they both have the same birthday. They're, they, uh, they both turned 25 uh, in January of this year. Um, all right. So again, when you go through, when you go through a, a software, there's, there's a bunch of inputs that you need. Uh, we're going to, we're going to go with no net worth at this point, right? So we're going to have our, our couple be renters. They do, they do not own any property. Uh, and to this point, they do not have any investments. Okay. They have, you know, they have some money in the bank, uh, but they're just getting started. And, and, you know, let's just say they, they met with a financial planner and their financial planner told them, Hey, you need to go and you need to start saving for retirement. And so what we're going to do, if, if you sat with somebody like us, you know, you, they, we would have said, okay, well, you know, you need to save uh, between 10 and uh, 10 and 15% of your salary. And so we're going to have them start saving at a 10% clip uh, from their salaries. Again, we're, we use, and I mentioned that earlier in the show, but let me circle back. Uh, we also need to put in their cash flow and um, we will, uh, we, so we're going to use uh, the top 75th percentile for a 25 year old is about $50,000 a year. So we're going to use a $50,000 per year 
income level and we'll base our savings rates uh, for off. Joe and for Jane then basically correct for Joe and for Jane yeah we're going to have them yeah, okay. again we'll have them working you know, they're, they're both working at this point again in in all the cases you know we may start to uh, pull someone's income out uh, for the purposes you need to, of yeah yeah on the software looking at you need Jane's got to be Jane. You have Jane and Anona there. Oh, look just at that. Sure. You're we good. do this live. <laughs> I hope this. I hope this comes through live. Uh, okay, live. It, it is a. It can be a, a bit of a slow process at times, but it's. Uh, it's a. It's very useful, uh, especially. That's why we do it live, right? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Uh, okay. Do we have enough time to get through here? All right. So uh, what we're going to do, you know, we have our $50,000 a year salary. So they're bringing in a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, Wait a minute. They're bringing in $100,000 a year. $100,000 a year. That's you need help with that, Justin? Or one? Two times 50. Okay. <laughs> Slow down. Okay. I know. I'm, I, I'm, I, do. I hate the, I hate the break. You know, if, if we, we should get into pod, we should get into podcasting. Well, it's in about two minutes. So sorry two minutes. about that. A hundred thousand dollars uh, is their income. And what we're going to do is we're just going to assume that they're spending all of their money over, uh, over and above what they save for their retirement. Again, at least in our original scenario that we're going to run. Uh, and again, it's, we're, we're going to model, and I think we're going to have to get to some results after the break here, but we're going to start, we're going to start modeling just a very simple life, right? You know, very generic, nothing, nothing fancy. And we'll basically start off with the retirement piece of the puzzle. And then we'll, you know, circle back and say, you know, what happens, you know, and, and make some changes from there. So we'll just get sort of a baseline plan. And I think that's probably actually what I'll do. Uh, yeah, Justin, a, a quick quick question, and we'd have yeah. for a quick question. So, do these folks have some college loans? I know they're renting, but uh, how, how did you set that up, or what was the story there? So, as of now, they don't have any college loans, right? Again, I want to I want okay. to put a baseline in, and right, and, yeah. and you know, okay. I'll, I'll actually run that scenario right now. So, <clears throat> if we if we run a baseline plan for someone who has no college loans, they're literally just saving for retirement, and let's just say yeah. they met with someone just like us they started yep. from zero and they just said all right well hey these are my expenses let's okay. let's just say these are my expenses for the rest of my life and i save 10 percent per year okay and, and then we can put the loans in later to show how things might be affected then is that that's okay? right yeah we'll yeah okay here. by the way we it's just about clicking time i think uh S cindy's getting nervous there so cindy what do you think we'll take a break and almost be on time huh let's right. do it folks already <laughs>